Well, greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome to my YouTube channel. My name is John Campia, and this is a companion video. What are companion videos? Well, I'm awfully glad that you asked. So every day on the John Campia Show, Monday through Friday, we take the second half of the show to take your live comments and questions. However, we normally don't have enough time to get around to all those questions that get sent in, but if you sent in those tips and supported the show and sent in some great fun questions, I want to make sure you guys don't have to wait too awful long to get them answered. So we gather up the unused ones and we address them here on companion videos. And today's exciting. Today is Saturday, uh, August the 4th. And uh, a little bit later this afternoon, as soon as I'm done doing this video, uh, myself and our friends, Matt and Jay Lynn, uh, Aaron and her husband, Tom, we're going to the Hollywood Bowl for the annual John Williams, the maestro of the movies concert. He does this every year where he gets the, uh, I think it's the Los Angeles Philharmonic and they get together and they play his greatest movie themes and stuff like that. It's always a fantastic blast seeing the goat John Williams there on stage. It's great. We're going to do that a little bit later tonight. I'll probably make a little video of it as well of us going down to enjoy it. So I'll, I'll share that on the YouTube channel a little bit later, but for now, we are here to get to your questions, so let's start getting caught up, shall we? And we'll start getting caught up here with uh, Cardo, the bassist, who writes, I got tickets for Shang-Chi tomorrow, uh, 9-3. This was obviously sent in on Friday. Uh, your reaction has me absolutely stoked. Well, listen, man, I've seen it five times now. I'm going to go see it a sixth time on Monday. Apparently, like the last I checked, it might have come down a little bit by then, but the last I checked, Shang-Chi had a 99% audience rating which you don't see that very often, but I'm glad uh, you're going to go see it, man, and I had a great time with it. All right, next up, we've got uh, Nothing But the Batman, and Nothing But the Batman writes, uh, John, uh, was Robert Pattinson always your top pick to play the younger Batman? Absolutely not. Uh, I know Nicholas Holt was in the running, but did you have someone in particular in mind? Also, I think Robert Pattinson is going to do fantastic. Nothing, or uh, sorry, these are two different questions. So let's start with that. I accidentally blurred them one. Let's start with this one. Um, no, I never do fantasy casting. Like, I, I really don't care. I mean, as long as they select a good actor, that's all I care about. So I never had a top pick to play Batman whatsoever. And I never even, even considered Robert Pattinson. But when they mentioned his name, I was like, oh, yeah, that dude's a phenomenal actor. He'd be great in the role. He'd be great in the role because he's fantastic. Now, I like Nicholas Holt very, very much. But as much as I like Nicholas Holt and I love seeing him and stuff, um, I actually think Robert Pattinson is an even little bit better of an actor, so I was very, very happy when uh, when he got the role. Okay, now let's go back to that first question. Uh, also from Nothing But The Batman. John, we were all very excited to see The Batman, and Matt Reeves' direction looks incredible, but what fears do you have about the film? Is there something you may or may not have seen that you would be worried about? Um, well, look, I think I have the same fears going into The Batman as I do about just about any movie. I mean, what if the story's not all that good? What if the dialogue's not all that good? What, the, what if the characters aren't all that good? Um, like, And I always fear when you get movies like this that they become a little bit too comic booky. Now, I know that sounds ridiculous saying about, John, it is a comic book movie, I know. But when we see them on the live action screen, we like to have them feel a little bit more grounded. And even the more fantastic comic book movies do a good job of making them feel a little bit more grounded, like the tangibilization, if you will, of the fantastical within the mundane. So I worry about that a little bit. But honestly, I wanted Ben Affleck directing this movie. But if it can't be Ben Affleck, I'm more than comfortable with Matt Reeves. He's a terrific filmmaker. So I go into it with the same fears and apprehensions I do for every movie. But 
I also have a lot of confidence. I have a lot of confidence this is going to be good. So we'll see when we see it. All right. Next up, Trevor Powers writes, hello, Mr. John. I asked earlier this week, but you weren't around to answer, but you always talk about how you have only rated six to seven movies, a 10 in your career. Can you tell me uh, the few movies that have gotten that prestigious prize and bring on the filthy? Well, I'm not going to go through a big list of them right now, but I'll tell you a couple of them um, that I've given like now back in the day when I used to give scores and I stopped giving scores a long time ago. You know, everybody, and I've, nope, there's nothing wrong with all the other reviewers who give things like a B or a three out of four or a seven popcorns out of nine or, or whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm, I'm not bashing on anybody who does it at all. I used to do that myself, but I just made a decision a number of years ago that I was no longer going to give numerical scores to movies because there's no point in giving a score to something if that score means something to every means something different to everybody who sees it. So for example, I would give if I saw a really solid movie like this was well done solid movie I enjoyed it, I could give it a 7 out of 10, right? To me that is a solid movie. But inevitably, you know, I'd give something a 7 and then I'd get you know, hounded by people. Oh, Campia hated the movie. He only gave it a seven. Why do you hate it, John? What, what did you hate about it? And it's like, well, it's, it's, again, it's just another symptom of the fact that we live in a 10, 10, 10, 0, 0, 0 society. If somebody even remotely likes something today, 10, 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10. And if they slightly don't like it, oh, it sucks. It's a zero. It's a zero. And so like, what's the point? What's the point? And then it also giving numerical scores, it takes away from the unique experience of the movie. So like I would give one movie and seriously, people would do this. I would give one movie like uh, an eight, right? But then somebody will dig through a three-year-old review of, of a movie I did 400 films ago uh, of something. Well, John, you, you know, back in 2000 and at 10, you gave this movie an 8.5. You're saying this movie's better than this movie by 0.5. How could you dare say you lose all credibility? And I was like, guys, the scores aren't there to rank anything. I'm just giving you a general impression of my experience with the movie. And but anyway, but nobody understands that. Nobody gets the nuance of that. So I just decided, you know what? From now on, when I review movies, I'm just going to review them. Tell people what I thought about it. Tell tell people about my experience, but I'm not going to give it a score. And again, that's no shade on anybody else who does. It's a perfectly fine method of reviewing movies. I just realized it wasn't for me. So that being said, a 10 out of 10 is something I would give very, very, very rarely. Like seven, eight, nine, ten, maybe 10 films. And all the times that I gave scores... Uh, very few that I gave like perfects to. I, I think the last one that I gave a perfect score to when I was still giving scores might have been up the Pixar film up. It might not have been, it might've been a different one, but I think it may have been up. Um, Amelie is a movie I gave a 10 out of 10 to uh, Lord of the Rings, return of the King is a movie I gave, gave a, a 10 out of 10 to. Um, so there, you know, there are movies like that. I can't remember all the ones off the top of my head, but I know that they were very, 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 very rare. And then uh, right now, some of you are probably scratching your head. Well, John, if you gave that one a 10 out of 10, how come it's not in your top 10 films of all time? And you just proved my point about why I don't give scores anymore. So anyway, yeah, those, those are just a couple of them, man. Those are just a couple. Thanks for asking Trevor. All right. Next up, uh, Ishmael Montoya writes, 
Hey, John. Today starts my weekend. Well, good for you, dude. Shang-Chi tonight and Tango Shalom tomorrow. Of course, Tango Shalom is Robert Meyer Burnett's uh, movie that he's a producer on and he's been working. He was the post-production supervisor. He was he did a lot of shit on this movie. He's been working on this movie for years. If you get a chance, get out and support this movie, Tango Shalom. Anyway, uh, by the way, John, any specific scenes to keep a close eye on for Shang-Chi uh, since you've seen it a gazillion times? Um Gosh, there are so, I love almost every scene in this movie. I mean, that's the thing. I love almost every scene in this movie. There's very, I can't really think of a scene in the movie that like, I don't like that scene. There's a scene like Aquafina plays, her character's name is Katie. There's a scene with Katie's family. I love that scene. There's a scene where Shang-Chi's dad is just alone in a study. I'm not going to give any context away. I love that scene. There's a, many of you have seen in the trailer stuff like that, the fight on the bus, insanely good scene. So I would just, but it's, you know what? I'm hearing some people criticize the big action sequence in the third act. And I don't know what these people are smoking because to me, it's magical. It's wonderful. I literally get tears in my eyes and obviously all film is subjective just because they don't like something as much as I do. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with them or their opinion. I'm just saying uh, like I literally, every time I watch the movie, the action, the big action scene in the third act of the film, I literally get tears in my eyes because I'm so overwhelmed by the magic of what I'm seeing on the screen. But that's eh, just me. Anyway, I hope you enjoy the film, Ishmael. All right, next up. We've got Jake who writes, Hey, John, big fan of the show. Thank you so much, Jake. I'm interested if you have read or heard anything about Amazon Prime's new show, The Wheel of Time. The first trailer dropped today. It's a 14-book fantasy series and one of my favorites of all time. No, really don't know much about it. I haven't been following the production of it. I've had a few people write in over the last few months asking me my thoughts, and I'm, I'm not really well-versed in Wheel of Time, and I'll be honest with you. As somebody who's not well-versed in the Wheel of Time, I didn't find the promo spot they dropped for it this week to be all that interesting. Now, it could very well be like the first promo spot for Dune, right? Because the first promo spot for Dune was very much for people who were already hardcore Dune fans. It was the second trailer that came out like six months later that was like, the jaw dropping. This is the trailer for everybody to get everybody interested. So maybe that was the case with the wheel of time, um, promo spot, because maybe it's just one of the things where you had to be a hardcore fan of the material to really have it impact you. And maybe the next one will be more for people like me, but I, I haven't really been following much about at all, Jake, but I know there are a lot of people very, very excited about it. All right. Ismail Montoya writes, Hey, John, when is the Shang-Chi spoiler discussion? If you're uh, debating to do one, would you do a poll uh, to see if the audi audience would participate? Oh, no doubt. I'm doing a Shang-Chi spoiler discussion. Absolutely. It's going to be, well, today I'm recording this on Saturday, August the 4th. It's going to be tomorrow, Sunday, August the 5th at 4 p.m. L.A. time. That's 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's where we're going to be doing the Shang-Chi open spoiler discussion. That gives everybody Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, even early screenings on Sunday, a chance to go and see it. And uh, we hope that you will come and join us for the spoiler discussion tomorrow. All right, next up. Uh, B.W. Rojas, uh, Rosas writes, um, Hey, John, with 2022's Oscar for Best Picture wide open, I went and made my top five choices, uh, who I believe will have a strong chance at getting it. Those are Dune, Respect, The Many Saints of Newark, Eternals, and West Side Story. Uh, do you think these are good choices? Thanks. I, I, I haven't seen... 
uh, Dune. I, respect is good. I like respect. Respect has positive critic ratings and positive audience ratings. I liked it. I was a little bit late to it. Um, I love Jennifer Hudson, but the movie wasn't great to me. So maybe not that. I haven't seen many Saints of Newark. I haven't seen Eternals and I haven't seen West Side Story. So these, all these movies could suck. I mean, all these movies could suck. So it's, I can't, you know, rank the chances of a best picture nom for a movie I haven't seen yet. So let's wait and see, VW. Let's wait and see. All right, next up, we got Ben Rayner. And Ben Rayner writes, Hey, John, should fans feel bad if they watch Dune on HBO Max if they can't go to theaters? No, not at all. I want to see the movie, but I don't think I will be able to go to the theaters. Curious to hear your thoughts. Bring on the filthy. Thanks for all your shows. Well, thank you for writing that in, Ben. No, I mean, listen, I think everybody... If you have any respect for the art of filmmaking, and if you consider yourself at all a film fan, I think any self-respecting film fan would go to see this movie in theaters. If it's a movie that interests them. I mean, if Dune just doesn't interest you, then don't go see it. But I say that, but at the same time, if you are somebody where it's not practical for you to get to the theater then no, you shouldn't feel guilty at all. I mean, I I blame Warner Brothers for putting it on HBO Max. I think they should just make everybody wait 45 days and then let everybody watch it at home. But if they're going to put it up day and date, if they're going to backstab and betray and completely backstab, you know, the movie, that's their business. They can, uh, they can be treacherous and uh, yeah, they can do all that if they want. But for the consumer... If you're like, I have people write in saying, Hey, my closest movie theater that's open right now is 40 miles away. Well, then stay at home or, Hey, listen, the pandemic is really spiking in my area and I don't feel comfortable right now going into theaters. Hey, I respect that. Then stay home and it's available to watch and available to watch. So yeah, I think any self-respecting film fan, anybody who really respects the art of filmmaking should go out to see it. If it's a movie they're interested in. But at the same time, if you're in a situation that for all practical purposes, it's just not practical for you to get out and do that, then no, you shouldn't feel any guilt at all for watching it at home. Not in the least. So yeah, by all means, go ahead and do that. All right. That's just my take on it. Anyway, that's just my opinion. All right. Next up, uh, Mark Netto writes. Hey, John. Uh, Brantford says, hi. I love Brantford. I, one of my, probably my all-time favorite burger spot was in Brantford. It was a little place called Admiral Subs. And at least once a month, me and my buddies would drop, jump in our car in Hamilton and we'd drive to Brantford to go to Admiral Subs because they had the most insane burgers. John, it's a subs place. I know, but they made burgers and they were the best burgers I ever had. Anyway, uh, take care of that thumb. Yeah, it's, it's still giving me problems. Anyway, going to try to get uh, to Free Guy this long weekend. Fanta that movie is unbelievably great. I love Free Guy. Um, going to try to get to Free Guy this long weekend. Love the insights you folks provide. And yes to mayo. Damn right yes to mayo and listen with all the shang chi hoopla going on right now guys don't lose sight of this i know free guy does not look like that good of a movie i didn't think the marketing was all that great to be honest with you i was surprised how much i love this movie so um in the midst of all the shang chi hoopla don't forget if you haven't seen free guy yet you owe it to yourself to check it out it's a delightful movie it's wonderfully entertaining ryan reynolds just rules in it. So yeah, definitely get out there and see Free Guy. Okay, thanks for writing that in, Mark. Uh, Fanimator writes, 
Buy one, rent one, lose one. The Dark Knight, Captain America Winter Soldier, and Spider-Man 2. Um, I'm not going to play that game with this one. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm not going to rent or lose any of those. I, I love all three of those movies way too much. Uh, now, obviously, the buy one for me would be Dark Knight, just because you guys know I believe there are the top three comic book films of all time. And in no particular order, it's Avengers, The Dark Knight, and uh, Logan. I think those are the three best comic book movies ever made. So obviously, if I think The Dark Knight is in the top three greatest comic book movies ever made, uh, that's going to be my buy. But I'm I'm not going to play Rent or Lose with either of those ones. I don't mind you asking, Fanimator, but I hope you don't mind the fact that I'm going to take a push on that. All right, next up, Sam Fisher writes, why are blockbusters called blockbusters? Is it because they bust the block of movies that are coming out for that week or the next few weeks? Honestly, I don't know. That's a really good question. Where did the phrase blockbusters come from? That's a good question. I don't know. You know, it, I wouldn't be surprised if it it was a term that got carried over from the stage. Now, by the way, I'm speaking out of my ass. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm just saying I, I, I wouldn't doubt if uh, the blockbuster was a term that came over from the stage and then got applied to movies. But I honestly don't know. And you know, it's funny because Ann and I were talking this morning. Ann and I went out for breakfast this morning and Ann was mentioning that her, we're looking at getting Ann a new car here pretty soon because her current car is now at 180,000 miles. And she said, it's now at 180,000 K. And I said, you know, why do we say K? Like if you make 200,000 a year, you say, I make 200 K. What, what does K have to do with thousand? I'm sure there's a very easy answer for that. I just don't know what it is. And we're saying the car is 180,000 miles. Why does it say K? Where did Blockbuster come from? That's a really good question. I don't know. You know what? When my show's done here today, though, Sam, I'm going to look it up. I'm sure many of you are in the live chat right now or in the uh, comments section. Right. Some of you watching this video right now probably know the answer. So go on down to the comments section. I'm going to look in the comments section to see if you guys have the answer to that, because that's a really, really good question, Sam. All right. Next up, we got uh, BFW1979 writes. How do you feel live action shows doing animated episodes a season, if not an entire season? Do you think it's a good or bad idea? I ask this because Lucifer season six is doing one with its third episode and they seem to being, they seem to being going the Looney Tunes route thoughts. Yeah. Every once in a while, some shows for fun will do like an animated episode. Recently, a great example of that was Supernatural. And they call where super the supernatural guys went into the world of Scooby-Doo and they actually did an episode, an animated episode with them working alongside the mystery gang and Scoob and everybody else. And um, they called it Scoobanatural, I think. Was that what they call it? Scoobanatural? It was called Scoobanatural, right? Anyway, I think that was the name of it. It was wonderful. It was great. And yes, Lucifer is doing it as well. It's... It still isn't done so much that it's become cliche. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Like a lot of these shows, they will pull out like interesting episodes, like the one episode of Lucifer they did as a musical episode. I remember back when um, Angel, the Buffy spinoff show Angel, which by the way, I thought Angel was better than Buffy, but anyway, that's just me. Um, And they did an episode where, all the main characters became puppets, right? So there was that. Um, so I, I kind of, I still kind of get a kick out of them throwing a little curveball like that. So it's it's all going to be about how well do they do it. 
So I'm not going to roll my eyes at a show wanting to do an animated episode. I'm just, but I'm going to judge the episode like I do any other episode. Do they do a good job making the episode? Do they make it fun? Do they make it entertaining? And if they do, great. And if they don't, well, then it's just a bad episode, whether it's animated or not. But it's interesting to see. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with it. All right, next up. Angela Dashner writes, Love you, John. Thank you, Angela. I love you, too. Uh, Thanks for working so hard for us, sending positive energy to counteract the negative person in the chat today. Oh, yeah, somebody's giving me a hard time about the fact that I wrapped up my thumb. Anyway, uh, counting down only 8.15 hours until Shang-Chi in our Dolby AMC theater, just sending a big thank thank you to you and Rob. Well, thank you for that. Oh, Oh, my gosh. I just noticed that Angela tipped in like 50 bucks. Angela, thank you so much for supporting our channel on that level. Seriously, very much. I mean, you've you've been a longtime viewer here. So I, thank you so much, Angela. And I really hope you enjoy Shang-Chi. Again, Anne and I went to go see it again on Thursday night a couple times. And we saw it with some friends who hadn't seen it before. And we've, uh, Anne and I, the reason I'm going to go see it again on Monday is Anne and I uh, booked an, a, a private theater at AMC Theaters. You can still do that where you can book a private screening. And so you get the entire theater and you can bring friends and family along. You have the fam- the theater to yourself. So Ann and I on Monday, we're going to go to AMC uh, in, uh, in Orange County, I think is where we're going. We booked a, a theater in Orange County and we're going to get like 15 to 20 of our friends and some family get together to go watch Shang-Chi together. I'm very, very excited about it. It's going to be great. I hope you had a good time with it, Angela. All right. Thank you again, by the way, Angela, very much. All right, next up. Brian Walmer writes... A fun little under-the-radar 80s teen film recommendation for you and Anne, and that would be the 1988 film The Invisible Kid with Jay Underwood, Karen Black, and China Phillips of Wilson Phillips fame. It's a fun little romp to view. Hope you enjoy. I am not familiar with this. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can look this up. Hold on a second. You said 1988, I think you said, uh, The Invisible Kid. Let me see if I can find this. Here it is in IMDb. Uh, let's see. The Invisible Kid, a teenage scientist, discovers a formula for invisibility and uses it to take revenge on all those who have wronged him and also to spy on the girl's shower room. Well, right there, that's pretty much the description of a lot of uh, teen movies in the 80s. Whether it's Porky's or The Invisible Kid or what have you, a big theme of a lot of the teen movies of the 80s where where how guys can sneak a look into the girls' change room or shower room or whatever because boys are pathetic. And our whole and our whole and I say this as a boy. I say this as a man. But uh especially in our teenage years, but let's not pretend like it doesn't stretch into adulthood. Uh, For many of us, our entire lives revolve around seeing boobies. Uh, I don't say that proudly. Uh, It's uh, ridiculously embarrassing for us as a gender, Uh, but right from teenage years all the way through, it's like, what's life about? Well, it's about where am I going to get my next meal? And when can I see boobies? It's pathetic, really. Uh, It's, it's sad. It is. So I'm not going to disagree with anybody saying, John, that's terrible. It's sad. Oh, it absolutely is. It's terrible. It's sad. But it's also evolution. It's, it's part of, you know, the way we are. All you got to do is look at the 1980s teen movies. That's what it was all about, man. Even like weird science. It's all about creating hot girls. I mean, it's, it's, it's sad. It's sad. Whereas teenage girls are dreaming about being astronauts and doctors. Teenage boys are like, when can I get my next dose of seeing boobies? It just... It's uh, it's 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 kind of pathetic. 
It's kind of pathetic. Anyway, um, yeah, there you go. But thank you for putting on my radar, man. I've never even heard of this film. I will keep my eye open for it. Thanks for that, Brian. All right, next up, The Batman Writes. John, I was very pleased to see you the other day pick me over that punk Spider-Man and express how excited you are for my film. When I asked, really happy, I don't have to give you the vengeance treatment. Yeah, so somebody, uh, and oh my gosh, the Batman also tipped in like 50 bucks. Thank you, the Batman. I appreciate that very much for supporting our channel on that level, man. Um, look, so the Batman asked the other day, uh, you know, which one am, am I more excited about? Matt Reeves is the Batman or the upcoming John Watts Spider-Man No Way Home. And I'm very excited about both. I mean, if you watch my show, you know I'm very stoked for Spider-Man. But I'm, I'd am i be disingenuous if I didn't tell you that if they said I had to pick today, I get to watch a screening of one or the other today, but I can only pick one, I'm going to go see the Batman. And that's no disrespect on the Spider-Man franchise. I love John Watts Spider-Man movies. Homecoming, Far From Home, so excited for No Way Home. But yeah, I'm more excited for The Batman. I can't wait to see them both, but if I had to pick one, I'd be going to see The Batman. All right, next up, Josh writes, John, respectfully, I think you missed the point of the Red Notice trailer. I do agree with you about your general assessment. Yes, I did. Will I be watching it for Gal Gadot in the red dress? Also, yes. $10 says Rob will also be watching. You know, it's funny, Rob, we talked about the Red Notice trailer that dropped the other day. Now, I am very much predisposed to liking Red Notice because it's got two of my favorite movie stars in the world. It's got Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and it has my absolute favorite movie star in the world, Ryan Reynolds. <clears throat> I think a lot of people drastically underestimate how good of an actor Ryan Reynolds is. If, if you think that just Deadpool is the only thing he does, go and watch Definitely Maybe or absolutely watch a movie he should have been nominated for an Academy Award for called Buried. Uh, the whole movie is literally him in a box. The whole movie takes place in a box buried six feet underground that he wakes up in and he doesn't know how he got there. And that's where the whole movie takes place. And it's just him. He's the only guy you see on screen the whole movie. And it's fantastic. And he should have been nominated for an Academy Award for it anyway. So a movie like Red Notice is one that I'm really predisposed to liking, but I watched the trailer and I got to tell you, I, 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 I think I physically yawned watching it. I don't think there was anything interesting about it. It looked like every single shot in the trailer looked just filled with cliche that we've seen a million times before. There was nothing interesting about it. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is just Agent Hobbs. They just call him Agent something else in this one. The dynamic between him and Ryan Reynolds is the exact same dynamic that they had together in Hobbs and Shaw, which was great, by the way. Their dynamic in Hobbs and Shaw was fantastic, but this just looked exactly the same. They even had to throw in the stereotypical big explosion in the background as the hero goes with the biggest the even like i'm watching this trailer and I, i'm not kidding i am not kidding i was watching this trailer and i'm thinking the only thing missing from this cliche filled trailer is like the explosion and uh, and then literally three seconds later i'm like well there you go and then rob uh, was on the show on friday yesterday and the red notice trailer came up rob didn't like it either rob rob thought it was pretty pedestrian himself Hmm. Now, does that mean I think the movie's going to be bad? Oh, not at all. Listen, we've all seen a hundred 
or a thousand great trailers that have had terrible movies, and we've all seen hundreds of terrible trailers that had really good movies. We were just talking about Free Guy. The tra- well, the trailers for Free Guy weren't terrible, but they weren't great. Shang-Chi, the trailers weren't terrible, but they weren't great. So we've seen that before. So just remember, the trailers are the trailers, the movies the movie. The movie may be fantastic, and I hope that it is, but I'm not going to lie and say I think whoever the marketing department was whatever agency it was that put the trailer for Red Notice together, I think they did, I'll just be honest with you, I think they did a pretty piss poor job. And that's not necessarily a reflection on the movie. I just think the trailer was pretty bad. But that's just me. Other people have watched and really liked it, and that's all that counts. All right, next up, we got Jamie who writes, Hey, John, I gave uh, gave you some recommendations, two films and two TV shows on the last show, and forgot to write where you can watch them. John, they can be watched on Netflix, and yes, uh, all can be dubbed in English if you like. Uh, if you like, cheers and bring on the filthy, Jamie. I wish you reminded me which those shows. You know what? Were they the Spanish shows? I think you write. Remember you writing in about Spanish shows, and and I remember this. You wrote in, and I and you listed a couple of things. But I said, but I don't know where to where do, where does one see these? But okay, I'll see if I can backtrack and find out where those were. Thank you for letting me know, Jamie. They're all on Netflix. Thank you, man. All right, next up, uh, can't be his favorite Drake song rights. Shang-Chi comes out today for, uh, for the record, you, Rob, Aaron have done a better job hyping the movie than any of the trailers I've seen. Yeah. The trailers are not great. Listen, that's why when some people tell me really Shang-Chi's good, I mean, it doesn't look all that good. I can't disagree. It doesn't look all that good. Other than the fact that in that one trailer, they showed a shot of abomination and Wong, which got me really excited. Honestly, the trailers have not been, they did, they have not done a great job on the marketing of Shang-Chi. And they usually crush it with the marketing of Marvel films, but this one does not look great. So when people say to me, really, you really like it that much? It doesn't look very good. All I can do is agree. Say, yep, you're right. It doesn't look all that good, but good it is. Anyway, um, you've done a better job hyping it up than any of the trailers I've seen. Drake's new album finally uh, is out today. Uh, and four-day weekend, man, life is good. You know what? I didn't even know Drake, who is, of course, obviously a good Canadian kid um, from my stomping grounds, Toronto, but uh, I didn't even know he had a new album out until Ann and I were driving to breakfast this morning, and she had a new Drake album on. She's yeah, this is a new Drake album, so I'm listening to it, and it's like, okay, cool. I wasn't really paying attention because we were talking about something else, but uh, yeah, there you go. Good Canadian kid Drake has a new album out this weekend. Thanks for sharing, man. Next up. Uh, Dangerous D writes, and this is our uh, last one that we have time for today. Hey, John, Legion of Superheroes. This is an underrated commodity that DC, that they never made into a film or series, uh, that they have showed some characters on Smallville and Supergirl, but never made a solo film or TV series. Would you want to see a live action film? Let's put it this way. If they made it, I would watch it. Do I think they should? Not necessarily. I, I, I've, I've never found myself in any discussion going, hey, which, which movie should DC make next? I've never, I've never thought to myself Legion of Superheroes, to be honest with you. I, I, I mean, look, nobody knew what Guardians of the Galaxy were, and they made it, and it worked great. But just because that they were able to catch lightning in a bottle there doesn't necessarily work with every unknown property. I don't see a purpose for it myself. But again, if they made it, I, I would definitely watch it. I would absolutely watch it. All right, guys, listen, that's all the time we have for today. I've got to get ready to go to that John Williams concert. There are still more to go from Dangerous D and Fan of Rob and uh, Ryan Lohner and others. Uh, We're going to do another companion video tomorrow morning before we do the Shang-Chi 
live spoiler discussion. Again, the Shang-Chi live open spoiler discussion, Sunday, August the 5th at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can look up to see what time zone that is for you. And I hope to see you guys there. But for And by the way, right now, right now, the live event for that review for that spoiler review tomorrow should be up and live so you should be able to go in there now and start posting your observations comments and questions if you want using the youtube super chat feature so that should be up there if you're watching this right now that should be available for you to prep for tomorrow's show but anyway guys thanks a lot for being here special thank you to all you guys who sent in these live comments and questions number one because you gave us great fun things to talk about but number two you supported this channel as you did it and all of us involved at the john campus show thank you guys so very much for your support. Okay, guys, that will do it for me. Thanks a lot for being here. My name's John Campia, and until next time, my friends, bye-bye.